Welcome to the Bishop and Vickers. This is Bishop Tom Daly of the Diocese of Spokane here in Eastern Washington. Joining me today on our program, in addition to our executive producer, Hillary Hammett, otherwise known as Mary Richards, and not the Vickers. The Vickers are gone. I don't know where they are, but I do have three of our finest priests of the Diocese of Spokane. Joining me mm-hmm. is the pa- the administrator of Sacred Heart Tico and St. Catherine's Parish in Oaksdale and the priest chaplain at Whitworth U- University, Father David Cruz. Uh, good to be here, Bishop. Thank you, David. I ordained David to the priesthood in 2015. Also is the well-known Father Paul Herrick. Father Paul Herrick is the pastor of St. Rose of Lima in Chini. He is the chaplain, the director of the Catholic Newman Center at Eastern University, and a published author with Padre Paul, a perky pug named Pepper's Story. But that's for another episode. <laughs> and then we, of course, have Father Luke Thompson. Father Luke Thompson is the pastor of St. Thomas More Catholic Student Center at Washington State University in Pullman. Thank you, Thank you. Uh, all of you, for joining me today on our show. There is a synod in Rome that has come to a conclusion. It dealt with issues of young people, and we're blessed in this diocese to have priests directly involved with young people in the university setting. I've asked them to join us in our program to talk about what their experience uh, has been, what do they find are the issues our young people are facing, what have they found to be the blessings of their ministry, the challenges, and to tell our listening audience of um, uh, what do they find uh, in this opportunity to bring, to be Christ with them. Let's see. Uh, Father Herrick, you've been in this uh, mm-hmm. probably longer than the other two. Tell us a little about what's going on with you at Eastern. So I'm out at uh, Eastern Washington University, uh, Go Eagles, and uh, the director of the Catholic Newman Center. It's uh, When I first got there close to five years ago, um, I came upon a small group of students that were pretty locked away in this little house called the Newman Center. And uh, immediately we opened the doors and... I taught them, I said, we are going to go fishing. We are going to leave this little house and we're going to go and meet students on campus. And for the last five years, that's really been um, the motto at Eastern Washington's Newman Center is let's go fishing, that young people today must be pursued and that they are hungry for something more uh, than ever. I'm convinced that... uh, more than ever, that young people are desiring uh, to encounter Christ. I think we as Catholics have minimalized that, and that if we go pursue them, uh, we uh, I think the fruits are bearing out. My experience has been that you have to pursue them, and um, they have a myriad of issues. So I would say that it's it, it comes down to relationships, relationships, and and. Uh, Believing that we're Catholic and dynamic Catholics. I mean, mm-hmm. being Catholic's great. And if you just help them understand what that means to be Catholic and and the sacrifice, and there is sacrifice. When you call young people to sacrifice something great for the kingdom of God, they'll go after it. Mm-hmm. It's a process, though. Now, Father Herrick is at uh, Eastern, that is a state's university. Father Luke Thompson is at um, uh, Washington State, also state. But Father Cruz, you are at Whitworth, which is uh, a private university yeah, of Presbyterian. Christian Presbyterian. How about uh, you uh, have been involved since you were a parochial vicar at St. Thomas More and continue this ministry as you've 
administrator on the weekend of the parishes in somewhat of rural, uh, the rural part of our diocese. What have you found as your work, your responsibilities at Whitworth? Well, it's a very different setting than the, the state universities. We don't have a dedicated Newman Center. But the context of our um, ministry there has been kind of a combination between the, the Catholic Student Club, uh, that is a, a it's, it's an organized club on campus that has been there for uh, many years. But then introducing the presence of a priest and offering pastoral uh, ministry um, creates a com kind of a combined uh, environment, so to speak. So uh, once a week, uh, we have an opportunity to meet on campus uh, as a Catholic community. And while the students have um, uh, input into, as an organized club on campus, uh, uh, input into what they want and and uh, how they want to develop their community. I have an opportunity really to just introduce and, and create an atmosphere of what Father Herrick was talking about, a uh, genuine encounter, um, provide an opportunity and an environment where these kids can can be touched by by Christ and, and have their hearts uh, filled with the kind of hope and the kind of peace that they are longing for. I mean, we, there's so many topics are, I'm sure can be brought up about uh, what's lacking in, in the lives of our youth and, and what kind of gaps and, and uh, holes are in their hearts and, and what we can offer as, uh, as representatives of Christ and as a church to help fill those, those holes in their hearts. And so my context is a little different than uh, a standard Newman, uh, Newman Center, but we have plenty of opportunity to grow and to develop. Uh, we have consistently about 12 to 15 students um, on a weekly basis, and then we have our campus-wide activities that we do uh, maybe four or five times a year to, mm. uh, to be more present um, on, the, on the campus. Where do you celebrate Mass when you're there? Yeah, so uh, we have Mass, and we also have um, adoration, Eucharistic adoration, confessions, and we do that in the chapel that's there. Mm -hmm. um, so um, I, I'm on, um, I have a good uh, working relationship with the, the university chaplain who's there, um, uh, Forrest Buckner there. And, uh, Is Mass been, celebrated on, on Sunday nights? or No, for, so for Whitworth, it's on special occasions. We have um, opening Mass, uh, mm -hmm. closing Mass, and um, we're hoping to expand that more on Wednesday nights. But for now, the consistent sacramental um, offerings on campus are on our four rotation meetings. One of those rotations every month is Eucharistic Adoration mm -hmm. Confessions. So if a student is at Whitworth, they would go to Thomas More or yeah, the Close so, Parish? Yep. And so the Catholic Club um, has a carpooling system mm -hmm. that's mm -hmm. developed, uh, set up by the, uh, the students and run by the students. And every week, notices go out, uh, the carpool list gets put together, and they shuttle to the masses. So this effort yeah. place to live your faith. Yeah. At, uh, Father Thompson, at uh, Washington State, uh, um, again, I, I've celebrated Mass there as I have at, uh, at Eastern, at St. Rose. But you have that designated chapel, which was constructed. I know you've um, uh, done some little bit of work there, and I've celebrated Mass there on the weekend and the weeknights. What, what kind of, what do you provide for the Catholic community there, uh, the student community at the university? Well, it's a real blessing to be able to be the chaplain at Washington State University. Uh, we've had a Catholic organization there at the, at Washington State since 1919. Wow. Mm. That's when I Father Mee was, was born, I believe. Yeah, right. yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> and I think Father Cruz, too. Yeah, no, no. no. He was born in 29, before the crash. Wow. Yeah. Oh, but it was back in, uh, I believe, 1961, 
they moved to a, the Greystone Church, which is a few blocks away mm -hmm. from Sacred Heart Parish, and established uh, St. Thomas More. But it was in 1980 that Father Ed Caffrey, very forward-thinking, acquired property on Greek Row, mm -hmm. right in between the fraternities and sororities, and built St. Thomas More Catholic Student Center, really as a place to, to meet the students. And we get about a 14% of the student population faculty and staff at Washington State that walk through our property every single day. Mm -hmm. So we have a privileged place to meet students. Uh, the activities that we do, we're a fully functional parish, but our parishioners are 18 to 25 year olds. So we have uh, daily mass. We have Eucharistic adoration on a daily basis from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. It's an opportunity where there's a lot of movement on campus. Um, we live out in the middle of a wheat field, and there's these 20,000 students that are there. So um, we get them to come uh, to adoration. So there's a lot of movement in and out. And uh, then I offer uh, confessions. Um, there's a moment to receive uh, confessions uh, twice a day, either during adoration from 11 to 1 and, uh, or in the evening at, at 5 p.m. Mm. We have a lot of activities that we'll do. We do a Friday night dinner. And thankfully, Catholic Charities gave us a grant. We prepare a meal Friday evening, and we invite anyone who wants to come, mm. and uh, they'll they'll partake in the meal. Lots of non-Catholics, which has been really surprising to me to see, uh, will come to the dinner, and uh, that's been very edifying to be able to uh, to share this this meal. Um, yeah, so it's it's a great privilege to be able to be there. Uh, to get to know these students. I'm going into my fourth year now. And uh, I must say it's a real privilege to be able to be here right now with uh, Father Paul Herrick because, uh, I don't know if you remember this, uh, Father, you called mm -hmm. me before I was, uh, before I had my first uh, weekend there at the Newman Center. And you said, uh, Luke, I want to give you some advice if you, if you don't mind taking it. And I said, freely, you believe it. Freely given. I, I took it. And he said, get yourself a good pair of shoes and walk that campus. Get out there in every nook and cranny uh, and just kind of get to know people. Just introduce mm -hmm. yourself, be fearless, and, uh, and, and kind of go out and, uh, and fish. Mm -hmm. And so that's, that's been, takes a lot of energy, I think, to get out there, especially on a secular campus where people kind of look at you like you're from Mars, especially if you're in a Roman collar. But um, I've really... I've appreciated that that advice. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, it works. Well, one of the things that uh, Father Herrick, when I came to the diocese, uh, he had done his research and he was very clear there was a need to have the focus missionaries on the campus. And so very shortly, um, I gave approval and Father Herrick began um, raising money for the focus missionaries, which are now also at Washington State. Um, we're going to talk a little bit about focus in a few minutes when we get back from our break, but um, just just know that uh, for our listening audience, that the work of the Newman Centers is so essential to the faith lives of our young people. And I know when I talk to parents and grandparents whose children are in uni colleges or universities, they're concerned at, are they living the faith? Um, and uh, having this ministry is so essential. And this ministry depends upon the generosity of the faithful 
of our Diocese of Spokane, Eastern Washington, and your generosity to the annual appeal uh, is greatly appreciated. But we're going to hear about, when we get back from the break, some of the work at Focus and some of the hopes and dreams that, um, especially Father Herrick, as he sees the need to expand this ministry beyond what is a converted house to, God willing, uh, a chapel and a center that continues to bring the Catholic people. And that can only be accomplished if the faithful of, of Eastern Washington and the friends uh, who have families elsewhere, because I, as I visit these campuses, I understand there are many students at these colleges who come from other than the diocese of Spokane, and we are helping these young people to live their faith that, God willing, they'll go back to their homes, back to their diocese. So we do need the help to continue this. We're a smaller diocese, but nonetheless one entrusted with a great mission. And these priests are doing this, and uh, I would hope that the Church of Eastern Washington and beyond would support. We're going to take a break, and when we get back, a little bit about what FOCUS does, as well as the blessings and the challenges you've experienced since you've been chaplain. Welcome back to the Bishop uh, Without the Vickers. Uh, joining me on our radio show today are three priests of the Diocese of Spokane, who, in addition to their other responsibilities, there's parish responsibilities, uh, work with our young people on the college uh, campus. We have Father David Cruz, who works with the students at Whitworth, Father Luke Thompson with the students at uh, Washington State, and Father Paul Herrick uh, at Eastern. We have in two of our campuses, uh, Washington State and Eastern, focus. And as I mentioned before the break, uh, Father Herrick had approached me shortly after being, my, uh, being named Bishop of Spokane and said, can we have focus, uh, the focus missionaries be a part of the Catholic outreach? Uh, tell me about what focus does. I know it doesn't replace the, the, the priest chaplains. It's a, it's a very they're an important part of it. But what specifically does focus do in, at Eastern and at Washington State? Father Paul. So FOCUS uh, acronym is uh, Fellowship of Catholic University Students, um, sort of by a, a fine layman, Curtis Martin, um, out of Denver, and um, over about 21 years ago. And pretty much what FOCUS is, does is this. Uh, we, um, they send out uh, four to five uh, postgraduates from college. They are trained for five weeks to do basic relational evangelization. They are there to support the work of the Newman Center. Um, as great and dynamic as Father Luke and I can be, they are all many more years younger than us mm -hmm. and have a lot more energy. And so pretty much what they do is they go out and, as Father Luke said, go out and they canvass the universities and build relationships. And it's done very naturally through, you know, approaching young people through tabling, they call it. We have a table with, uh, you know, the Catholic Newman Center, and they will help uh, table it. They will uh, and then begin building relationships um, and form Bible studies. And that's what they're really known for, very formative Bible studies. And um, they will help really bring the students that we see day in and day out um, who are really committed to the Newman Center but don't have someone to necessarily walk with them because Father Luke and I don't necessarily have the, the time. And so they will uh, really walk with them. They have a massive conference that's coming up in um, 
January called Seek in Indianapolis. I love that conference. Um, and, and the speakers are great. All that stuff is really wonderful to have adoration, all that. But th- the reason why I like it is uh, once in their life, they're going to see fifteen to 20,000 college students together. And they're all Catholic. And it's like, no, we're not these independent islands. We are one body of Christ. And it's something bigger than me. So they've been a huge influence. How about you, Father Luke? Yeah, I would uh, echo your words, uh, Father Paul. In fact, you were the one that uh, really encouraged me to get focus at Washington State University. But after uh, being appointed by the bishop, I was looking at WSU, uh, the campus, and realized that there are 20,000 students in the middle of a wheat field. And if it's true that the Catholic priest has the care of souls, the care of souls not just simply for the Catholics that are in his parish boundaries, but all souls, Mm -hmm. uh, I came to realize that, yeah, I've got, okay, wow, 20,000 souls uh, that Bishop Daly is asking me to to care for and uh, provide for. So I realized that I could not do it on my own and was in desperate need of assistance. And so we called in focus uh, after seeing the great work that they were doing uh, up at, Wash- at uh, Eastern and uh, brought them in. They've been phenomenal. Um, I cannot say um, uh, more great things about, about focus and uh, what they do. They basically, they have kind of a three-prong method to their own uh, life. They, first of all, they uh, engage in a life of prayer. So they're serious about growing closer to Christ. So they make a commitment to praying a holy hour every single day. Every single day they spend an hour before the Lord in the sacrament and they pray. They engage in spiritual direction. And the thought is that, you know, no one can give what they themselves do not have. So how can I even begin to speak about Christ Jesus if I don't have an abiding relationship with the risen Lord. So they commit to a life of prayer. The second is developing authentic friendships. And this is where a lot of our students today, they've really never experienced true friendship, heart speaking to heart, that intimacy with with the other, uh, really at that deep level of, of friendship. So they spend a lot of time developing uh, true friendships with with others, and then the third aspect to what they do is what's called spiritual multiplication. They seek to form others, teach others about how to go out and share the good news of the Catholic faith. We talk a lot about you know we gotta we gotta go out there, we gotta we gotta evangelize. The focus missionaries actually teach. The students how to go about evangelization. What have you? Um, how many focus missionaries are assigned to each of your uh, Newman centers? I have four at Eastern. At this point, we have six. And wow, we, you have six. We do. We've wow, got look six. at you. Yeah. Why six. is that? Well, you're special. Mm-hmm. We, we are very special. That's right. No, we've got. As you can see, tension amongst the clergy yeah. doesn't exist just amongst Big the uh, vicars. Around, uh, yeah. I don't think Father Coops. Paul knew that. Okay. No, yeah. Not yeah, well, we got six. I, I have Actually, angry. one of them's married, so we have seven. We I hate to say it. I think okay. they're also expecting two. So, oh, did I say that? Wow. We'll yeah. Say, okay. Hmm. Hmm. 
Okay, it's a good thing we uh, let's uh, let's take a break from our uh, focus missionary recruiting mission and talk to Father David Cruz. Uh, much more peaceful. Now, Father Cruz is by himself carrying the uh, burden, a responsibility of saving the souls in that small community. But um, how do you go about uh, what you're doing? Uh, I know you explained kind of the times of Eucharistic adoration. If you had, um, would there be greater possibilities if you were? which at this time, because of priest personnel, freed up to do more? Absolutely. Would there be more to do? There's so much potential there on that campus. You know, in a very real way, we're just fledgling mm-hmm. in our, in our missionary, uh, missionary efforts there. I think the, the first priority that, that I, at least I go into is just making sure that the Catholic community there is taken care of as best we can. And so offering opportunities for the students to come together to learn about their faith, to talk about their faith. We have small groups. We have a men's group. We have a women's group. Uh, we have our weekly meeting. We have opportunity for adoration prayer, uh, spiritual direction and counseling. But the, the efforts to get out among the student body and, and to really um, help break down some of the barriers that exist, especially at a place like Whitworth, where there tends to be, because it is a, 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 a focused Presbyterian um, uh, campus, you know, uh, what's taught in theology and, and the doctrinal approach is, you know, there's differences in, in what we believe and, and, and how we live out our faith as Catholics and what Presbyterians believe on certain doctrinal points. And so being out, number one, offering the students an opportunity to learn their faith from an intellectual perspective. In other words, apologetics, understanding why we believe what we believe equips them and helps them encounter the people in their communities that are non-Catholic that do have questions. So we do offer um, at, uh, once a month an opportunity for uh, students from around the campus to come, and we have an apologetics night. I'm there, I'm fielding questions. They bring friends, and um, and, uh, and there's an opportunity to just engage at, at that level, apart from the, the from the, the more spiritual perspective. How much, What's the percentage of, of Catholic students, do you think, you know, or we number? Ha- we haven't gotten a, an exact number, and that'd be... I'd be interested to find out how I can do that, but we probably have about maybe 50 to, to 75 students on the roster, maybe 15 to 20 that show up consistently to our events. But then the vast majority is is, is a Presbyterian. A, a, so there would be the majority of students are Christians at Whitworth. Yes. Okay. Yes. So there is a which we can't obviously say in which the, is in a the state school. Also, I mean, sure. You know, there's a lot of there's a lot more common ground than mm-hmm. than things that divide us for sure. The advantage of of this program, we're going to have two shows. And so we're um, in in the second half, uh, which we still have time in this part, to talk about what are the unique challenges uh, that you're you're seeing in dealing with young people. Because as I mentioned, we've had a synod conclude in in Rome that brought together representatives from all around the world. But for for practical purposes, what is the experience of our young people in here in the church in eastern Washington. I have a, a niece at Gonzaga, I have another niece at Washington State, and the concerns that um, I would have is that, are they able to uh, be encouraged? Do they find a community of faith? I used to think a lot of times emphasis, too much emphasis was placed on community, but again, if you look at what cultural Catholicism was about. In fact, it was a community. The parishes yes. were very strong, coming yes. from, my experience, San Francisco, uh, a very strong tradition of Catholic education. The parish was the center of life, in, even in, and especially in the wealthier parts of the city. That has all changed dramatically. And so our young people, um, my experience in conversations I had, and I was in the Encuentro 
in Fort Worth last month, and there was a night when the bishops um, were asked to sit a bishop at a table with young adults. There were questions that were before us as talking points, but it was very clear uh, they really didn't address what our young people. And what amazed me that that cut across all ethnic uh, uh, bounds boundaries was the anxiety our young people yes. are facing. Yes. And this was by a young man who who was part of the uh, delegation uh, from our own diocese. And we spoke about you know experiences of, of college students. But he said, you know, I, one of the things that that I think is out there that we need help on is uh, dealing with these issues of isolation or anxiety. And I know that um, that's why we, we're going to have a, a two-part uh, part of this show, because parents and grandparents worry about their children. And we see that in uh, mental illness, uh, suicide, and some of these challenges. And when no one seems to care, this is when we believe our young people go into a direction of, of a lack of hope. And yes, yes. as Catholic Christians, in the midst of, of all that's going on, one of the things that we have, and we probably need to do it and speak it in a better way, is we remind people that in suffering uh, is not an end in itself, that Jesus taught us that to deny yourself, take up your cross and follow me. And our young people don't always have someone to guide them through these moments of, of suffering. And it's with social media, and again, it will be great to listen to uh, these priests who directly work with that college age group. Yes. Uh, why is it that this isolation um, is, is growing? Why is it that um, they feel a sense of hopelessness, that they feel that, that no one cares, even though they may be very connected in social media? But again, I think deep down, they're experiencing that this, this doesn't mean anything. It's mm -hmm. shallow, and it leaves them without it. So we're going to um, end the first part of, of our show. Again, it's, uh, I'm Bishop Daly from the Diocese of Spokane, and joining me is Father Cruz, Father Thompson, and Father Herrick, all priests of the Diocese of Spokane who work in and with Catholic students in three different universities. We're going to take a break, and we're going to come back with our second, uh, our second show. Thank you.